Welcome to another episode of the Global's podcast series. Well, uh, good afternoon, wonderful people. I'm very pleased to be here at this pe- panel on female entrepreneurship, which is the part of the Berlin Welcome Day 2019, organized by Club Globals and especially Mario. Thank you for inviting us. And thank you for covering this topic, for thinking, uh, for thinking um, including this topic in actually in the program. So that's really great. Right, so we are here, um, I would say three, no, four <laughs> female founders. Um, right, um, I think uh, we were already introduced uh, on the things what we are kind of doing. And um, so, shall I cover it again? So, um, we have uh, Mali Baun, who is the... Um, the CEO of founding partner in V-Lounge, and you have like a new project, which is the Magda Fans of Fans. Maybe we can go that in details a bit later. Uh, we have um, Christina Papke, co-founder at uh, My Help Buddy, at the app, which is very actually actual <laughs> for that uh, day today. And we have Maxi Madison who is the co-founder of Femna Health. And again, my name is Vera Chiva. I'm the um, CEO at Female Founder Space, which is the global supportive community for female entrepreneurs um, uh, and female founders and creatives to kickstart and grow their business. And I also co-published uh, the book, which is called The Female Founders Book uh, in German Language, and it covers 30 authentic stories of successful female entrepreneurs in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. And you can find it on our website, femalefoundersbook.com, or uh, find it on Amazon. Maxi is actually inside the book with her other startup, because it was like three years ago that we interviewed her. And um, yeah, I would love to, maybe you would go, it would be great if you go more in details on what you do, where your businesses are, right? Is it a good idea? Let's go. So I talked here before, so for those that are new here in the audience, um, I'm in Berlin for almost six years, and uh, I'm running two companies, one company called W Lounge, and W Lounge, we are actually connector, connector between a venture capital fund of, um, um, I would say, corporates and public money, which means we are working with all different layers of economy and industry, and we are connecting them with startups. How we're doing this? Um, me, myself, I built four companies before coming to Berlin. The last one was eight years. It was educational toys for kids. Um, I did a lot in Silicon Valley and New York before coming to Berlin. So honestly, when I came to Berlin, I said, it's kind of like a blue ocean. Berlin is not developed enough in terms of communicating and in terms of supporting female founders, supporting female investors, encouraging women to do things, to dream big. And I wish I had that when I started. And this is all about the W Lounge. Of course, men are welcome because 
everything that we're doing and we want to have an impact and see the movement, we need the guys with us. This is the situation. And the other, you call it project, uh, um, it's not a project, it's actually a huge uh, process of understanding what is happening in the German economy and being very also involved in, uh, in politics when it touched Wirtschaft uh, economy. Um, it's a fund of funds. Fund of funds is actually another layer above the venture capital. When startups go to search for money, and let's say they have the first round, the second round, and when they are ready for venture capital, they are going to venture capital to fundraising. But eventually we want, uh, we are go um, going to come from the top and ask the venture capitals, show us the portfolio. Show us how many women you invested in and if the teams are diverse. And diversity, it's not only gender, it's much more um, of it because if the team is diverse, the business is actually doing better numbers. Uh, so all these educational things and movement will come from the fund of fund. We will invest into those venture capitals. Hello. Okay. So basically, to summarize, you have a community which is focusing on diversity and technology, right? And you also um, do uh, you just started a new project which is focusing on uh, venture capital investment, right? Also on diversity team and technology, right? Okay. Sounds great. Okay. And what about you, Christine? Would you like to go more details? W what is that uh, my help buddy about? Yes, yeah, sure. So um, welcome everyone. I'm Christina. I'm the co-founder of My Help Buddy, and My Help Buddy is. You a need to put oh. like closer. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, My Help Buddy is a platform which connects people who are coming to Germany and don't know German with people in Germany who can help them with, uh, for example, bureaucratic processes when they need to go to Ausländerbehörde or do their Anmeldung and they can't speak to the authorities. They can get themselves a buddy on our website and um, go together there and get moral support and also translations. I think you basically can kind of book a meeting with those people who can follow you to that um, uh, bureaucratic stuff, right? Yes, exactly. All right, sounds good. Yeah, very kind of uh, great topic, actually, uh, a great business, also very fitting into this, um, the frame of the Berlin Welcome Day. All right, um, is your mic? Hello, everybody. Can you hear me okay? I have the feeling it's a bit not so loud when we speak. Okay, good. Yeah, I'll hold the mic close. Um, before starting on this panel, I found myself being a little bit nervous today, which is quite unusual for me because I'm on panels a lot, and I was wondering why. And that is because I see a lot of men in this audience, which I find amazing. So um, I would be super curious to hear also, when we maybe move on later, what uh, you would be interested in learning about female entrepreneurship, because usually I talk in front of many women, and it's amazing to see so many men attending this event. So thank you very much for coming. Um, yeah, my name is Maxi. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, I founded two companies. One uh, was a spin-off out of the Copenhagen Business School where I studied business and politics and entrepreneurship. It's a pioneer period company, so all I do is stuff for women. So that's why I get nervous when I talk to men, I guess. Um, <laughs> Um, it's, a, it's an alternative to a tampon. It's called a menstrual cup. And it's, uh, it was the first menstrual cup on the German market with the designated social mission to help girls in underprivileged areas such as Kenya, 
um, but we have projects in Nepal and yeah, 50 different partner regions uh, to attend school by donating menstrual cups to them. So we have a buy one, give one strategy. And uh, out of that business grew another business, which is called Femna Health. And it's a telemedicine platform for women where they can seek advice, um, they can get online diagnosis and consulting and also solutions to their female health. And um, maybe before we dig into questions, I just wanted to mention real quick, I'm also having a talk about my female founder experience and how it is to build a business in theory and in practice later on in the innovation stage. So everybody who's interested in learning how it actually is to build a business, it's uh, fucking hard. Um, then please come to my talk and learn more. When and is it? It's at the six today? at innovation stage. Okay. So yeah, I'm very excited to be here and I'm very curious to hear your questions to us about what you want to know about female entrepreneurship and thanks for being on this panel. Well, yeah. thank you too, Maxi. Um, yeah, let's give us applause. Otherwise, we're kind of dying here. Thank you. That feels nice. <laughs> right. Now we have um, kind of more information on what we're doing. I would love to know more about the crowd. Right. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it would be great if we could see today more, more ladies uh, at this um, talk, at this event. Oh, however, let's... Um, just have a look. Um, how many of you have been less than one year in Berlin? All right. Okay. And someone of you have been less than one week in Berlin? Oh, we have some. You too. Oh, okay. So do you... You live in Cologne. So you ju are you just helping out at the event? All right. You too. Yeah. And do you enjoy it here? Yeah. All right. And... So you're going to move to Berlin. So, yeah, great job, Mario. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so um, how many of you uh, here are the founders or have some business that you're already doing? Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. Kind of, uh, I don't know, 40%, 30%. Uh, what about you? What, what exactly are you doing? Yeah. Uh, coming from Prague, the Czech Republic initially, I used to, um, in Germany, I used to give advice about um, investment to Central and Eastern Europe, which um, at the moment isn't such a necessary issue because everybody can find a lot of information in internet. But at the moment I'm in process of founding a translation agency. You're going to translate from Czech to, to English? No, 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 no. I, I'm not the translator them oh, myself. Oh, you're going to pick the translator. But I have yeah. a network of worldwide, uh, worldwide of translators who can okay. then translate from That's good. various languages, including German. That's great. And lady, before, did you, did you pick up the hand too? Yeah. Thank you. My name is uh, Susanne Murva. I'm almost 11 years here in Berlin. I'm the founder of uh, Infinity Institute Shine. We are building uh, change maker adults who are empowering Shine heroes, children. These children, Shine heroes, are uh, capable of, of anything. They believe that can do, be, have everything that they want. And once a year, we have Shine Day. All around the world, uh, 18 countries, children are coming in Berlin. 
and we are celebrating uh, one uh, week workshop at uh, the last day is um, live performance. We are performing together. So this is a great, uh, great thing, supporting young generation. Yeah, and we have some guys also raising hand. Were you? Did you? Okay. Any gent? Want to do the elevator pitch? <laughs> Volunteers? All right. Okay. Hi. Hello. <laughs> oh. There is still no, the noisy guy. This belongs yeah. to. <laughs> yes, of course. I'm Fernando. From Argentina, uh, living Argentina? here. From yeah. Argentina. Okay. From um, for living here for 26 years now, exactly. I'm a communicator and coach and systemic uh, coaching on my really I saw um, issues today is to put uh, to get together people from Latin America or from countries uh, uh, in which um, the Spanish language are spoken, and to Germany. But uh, of course, uh, to to put together people who are getting and starships or startups, and uh, they need uh, some kind of motivation. And uh, as a coach, I put uh, the creative issues inside hmm? so to, motivate them, creative, uh, like to motivate them hmm? creative motivational coach uh, for startups uh, communication uh, with the nature with coaching um people who are um, uh, stuck mm -hmm. uh, put into uh, more um, uh, um, resources inside. right that's right. the way okay thank you so much and how many of you are wanna be entrepreneurs no i'm not sure hands up hands it. up just just two raise your hand raise your hand <laughs> yeah, okay. Do you want to drop a few words about yourself? And then we can go on with the questions. Here's one girl that you need where, to give where? the... Um, where? Yeah, yourself. So, you, yeah. you. Bring it on. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I was uh, for many years an opera singer. And I decided to quit because it was very difficult to find work, steady work. And I also kind of noticed that I can't be an artist, like truly an artist the way I wanted to be. And I started to think, what am I good at? What else can I, I'm like an idea person, so I need to express myself. And suddenly I kind of started thinking, what else can I do? And I started to get very inspired by ideas, by creating things that are completely new. And this is where I'm a little bit struggling because for a very long time, it's not that I thought I couldn't do it. I just didn't even imagine I could do it. And this is very interesting to see women who perhaps had a different kind of starting point or just got to it a little bit earlier and to see, oh, actually, this is absolutely possible. And yeah, I would love to hear more of what you have to say. Thank you, thank you. It seems like you, I see you in the future, like in two years, you'll be sitting somewhere in the panel. <laughs> Well, yeah, thank you all for, uh, for being here and um, thank you for uh, sharing with us your stories. And um, I would love to dig into uh, the stories of our panelists. And I know the one of the very um, often, often asked question is what is um, the good times to start, you know? 
or is a great time to start uh, your business. I mean, all of us have so many different stories and every one of us uh, have started in very um, different phase in our life. So uh, would you be so, <laughs> so kind to you? So I guess the question was, is there the perfect time to start a startup, right? Yeah. Okay. That. No. I would say no. Um, what's definitely a big plus, I would say, is um, I think there's two main factors that are very essential. One is that you really need to believe in your idea, because as I previously mentioned, it's kind of difficult. It's like extremely giving to, uh, and it's a very creative process as well to found your company, but it's also extremely hard. And what I um, can say from the comparison founding my first and my second company, it was a plus to be young. <laughs> I'm 35 now, I have two kids, twins, and um, I was less worrisome when I was younger. So that doesn't mean that uh, starting when you're older doesn't work, because I did it and it does work, but I definitely can feel I had more energy, I had no kids, um, and I was much more naive. I just moved to Kenya, I, co I founded a company in Nairobi, and I just started, we m failed miserably, and then we stood up, and then we pivoted, and then it su uh, succeeded. Um, but is there a right moment? No. I was highly pregnant when I started my second company. So women would say, ah, that's very hard to raise money and you would never get an investor to invest in you, you know? And I was having twins. Um, but in the end, it, su it succeeded and here I am uh, with my second company. So yeah, it's definitely, I would say, a plus to, to I guess, no. It was a bit easier when I was younger, I guess, but working moms have it. It's, it's a different challenging uh, process. But I would say the main thing is you really need to love your idea because that is what will carry you through your the, the entire way. Um, so you, because you need to be a, very resilient and you have to go through the downs and then, of course, celebrate the ups again. But if you don't believe in what you're doing, that's very hard. So I would say the moment or the time is not so important, but you really need to buy into what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. What was your motivation to start? Um, so I would like to be a bit more positive or dreamer, because if you don't know how to dream, you're probably supposed not to, not supposed to play this game, because. Raising a company is dreaming of better words, even if it's for yourself, for your kids, something that you're doing good to make something better. So I think if we are dreamers and we surround ourselves with the good people, apropos network, it's a very essential thing of being a very successful entrepreneur and also investor, but this is another discussion. So before you starting and Focusing my answer for your question when it's the right time. There's no right time. There is right time for yourself. Like I started 26. I cannot say I knew what to do, but it was burning from the inside. I knew exactly what I'm going to do and I knew exactly how I'm going to disrupt something. So I started, I'm, I'm not going to say that the first company was fantastic or phenomenal, but I learned so much. And quite fast, I learned so much, I believed I can do better, bigger, so I built a second one. So the second one were like faster, 
stronger, smarter. The investors came. I started to, to, to play bigger game because I felt that I can do it. And then the third, the third company, and the, the third company was international. We sold product in 45 countries. I ran eight factories in China. I know it sounds crazy, but I, I did it with two kids at home, with a lot of support, with everyone, everyone support the mission because this is how I build my life. Also today, I'm going to a crazy mission that is called Fund of Fund. And actually, I would say destroy this boys club that's called Venture Capital. Destroy this, uh, um, this uh, feeling for female founders to stand in front of five guys like I did and pitch them something and getting not relevant even questions not even the product, not about, you know... Um, um, like what, what kind of questions? Like, oh, you're a mother. Uh, oh, like... Oh, you're um, the father. <laughs> Questions that, uh, that just irrelevant and, and, and feel, feel not very professional. So today I'm not 20-something, not 30-something anymore. Today I know exactly who I am. Today I know exactly what I'm capable of and not what I'm not capable of. So I'm building and surrounding myself with people that can be a value for what I'm not capable of. But I have the best team. I have a great people surrounding me. And eventually you came to this age, apropos timing, that you understand what you want to do, but you understand that you cannot do it yourself. We're we are talking about Berlin, so Berlin is an ecosystem. When we talk about ecosystem, we talk about access. We talk about, okay, I was also new in Berlin six years ago, but I couldn't find what I needed, so I built it myself. I built a network, I surround myself with the right people, I built a W lounge for this, I, get, I got exactly the people that I wanted because I built a business for that. I built infrastructure that my pain point was also their pain point. Today it's big, today it's like 10,000 people inside the network, but it doesn't matter. When I started, I started because it was burning from the inside. And when you have this feeling, this is the time to build your own product, to build your own business, because you will be very sharp and you will have the best story. So nothing can stop you. So I would say when you dream big enough, okay, okay, this you know, the time, yeah. my sister really wanted to go to Harvard. She was in Harvard. She has PhD from Harvard. But my mother always said like, no, it's too big, it's too much, la, la, la. And you know, she always said like, shoot for the stars, maximum you will land on the moon. And this is really my, you know, perspective. Like we should dream about that and maximum we will be a bit smaller. But we will push, keep pushing and, and surround yourself with the right people to support you to get yeah. where you want. Thank you. What about you? Yeah. Um, so I came to Berlin two years ago because I was studying. And before that, I was actually never thinking of being a founder. But I think Berlin has this vibe kind of everyone who gets here wants to be in the startup system or maybe it's only um, in my bubble. But yeah, um, I was still studying when I founded the company. So I'm 26 now and we only started this year. And when uh, my co-founders asked me to join my help buddy, I was really hesitant. I was thinking, well, I'm too young. I don't know so many things like other people would know. And I wasn't sure if I should join or should not join because I thought I'm not ready. I thought I don't have too much experience. I don't know if I actually can build a company. 
But yeah, so then I said yes and I joined them and it was uh, best decision and uh, yeah, it's going well so far. So let's see where the journey leads us. That's very great. Let me just summarize it here. I just heard some words like um, do it as soon as you just have an idea, right? Uh, don't wait for that. And uh, if you this, feel this kind of burning, this is the right time. Yeah. And it's actually, it doesn't matter when you start, later or earlier. Just go for it. Right. Just summarizing it here. And all of you uh, have co-founders, as I understand, right? Do you have the correct information? All right. So you have a, a female co-founder. You have also a female co-founder. You have two uh, guys co-founders. Right. Um, do you think that having a co-founder team um, is a great advantage for a startup? Or uh, do you think like uh, maybe some, I don't know, did you have some experience in being also a solopreneur in some time? Okay, cool. Um, until I built W Launch, I always had investors as, found as, as, as partner, let's call it. So I was, it was always me and the guys. So uh, when we had like a boardroom meeting, it was always, okay, you did, you do, you should do. It's not like this, do it, do that. I mean, although I had the title CEO, but I never felt that, which means I learned that also titles, it's bullshit. You know, it's, it's, it's the responsibility. It's what stands behind. It's, it's what you deliver and not the title. And probably that was my school <laughs> for not getting, uh, um, um, you know, uh, ex uh, ex I would say uh, excited from titles. It's just not there anymore for me. So um, I also know that for building Unicorn and not just nice to have product or company, you cannot do it alone. You just, I mean, show me one person that did Unicorn company alone. So um, co-founder or a great team, it's a must-have. It's not maybe, it's not nice to have. It's must-have because you cannot do everything alone. And if you think you can do everything alone and you are the marketing and you're the analyst and you are the, 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 the storyteller and you are the pitcher, you're not in the right position and you're not in a good place to build significant company. So co-founder and team and team that feels significant, this is something very, very important. How was it for you? So there's a saying in Danish that means one brain plus one brain equals three. And um, that's my experience as well. I think um, you need to surround yourself with people that you can uh, spare with, like a sparings partner in Danish. I'm not sure, sparing partner maybe in English. Like people that you can bounce ideas off. And then I think the process goes like this. It's like more than the sum of the da da da. I don't know how you. S yeah, it's yeah exactly. So that's my experience. I think it does not necessarily have to be a co-founder, but it is definitely helpful to have a co-founder to uh, share your worries with. Sometimes you worry about the course of the business, and then it's nice not to have this whole weight on your own shoulders, but to have somebody who carries that with you. Um, but I think you can also have uh, certain people in different areas that you can talk to. And then um, I know some female or some, some single founder businesses that have succeeded. So I think it is definitely help to have a co-founder, but it's not necessarily 
the only way to success. Yeah. I want to jump in here because yeah. there is another way and it doesn't, ha I mean, there is a lot of people that are freaking out and say like, how can I find my co-founder? And I want to show them that this is kind of like a natural way, okay? You find the people, you, you start to feel comfortable with, you start to feel that they can bring value that you cannot not bring or you know who you are, but they can kind of like fulfill you. And uh, you know, when I started, I was super lucky, and I know that woman's saying lucky, but yes, lucky, because I had a mentor, and I, I didn't understand that she's a mentor, but I was, um, I built it a monster, okay? I built a company that produced product with all that mean with production line in China, and, and I don't know how much you know what it is to work in China, and, and send containers on containers to Russia and the US, you understand what I'm talking about for sure. So it's a lot of pressure. No one can hold this pressure alone, okay? Like I just killed my husband, <laughs> you know, everyone was like in this because like you just cannot have all of this alone, quiet, sitting with your computer and think you are like will be healthy person. <laughs> so I was very lucky we 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 exhibit in Köln, in the Kinderjugend and uh, you know it was the biggest uh, it's still the biggest uh, toy conference and she came to me and she was 65 years old or 20 something and she came and she said like you me in 20 years is that wow you know she's she's running tiny love which is one of the biggest company ever uh, for for kids um, toys and uh, uh, she was the founder and she told me every Wednesday we're going to have lunch together I didn't call it mentor Great, yeah but she told me how to manage my family, how to be with my kids, you know, one day to shut down. So like, no way, no way, I cannot do it. But this has literally saved my life. So these are people, and this is always tip that I'm saying, pick people, no one will say no, believe me. If someone will say no to be your mentor, come to me. I, I never heard that. Everyone will say yes. Maybe they don't have a lot of time, but they will say yes. So. Pick someone that you see yourself in five years or even like in three years, okay? Pick someone that is really role model for you and ask him to be your mentor. Ask him to give you one hour in a week, even in a phone call. This is a life changer. This woman changed my life. She opened doors for me, just even a conversation, believe in me, a lot of brainstorming and tips. And she came from the same industry. And at some point, I said, I will give back. This was gold for me when I started. And I, I'm doing this today. I'm doing this in Techstars, Jack. And I'm doing this in every places that I can because there are fantastic women and also men that need this tip and, and kind of like short, um, you know, short way to do smart things and to build their company. Thank you, Maya. This is absolutely great advice. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So in case, because I was lacking a mentor for a long time and then there's actually a network in case you're looking for a mentor, um, at least for female founders, that's called Mentor Me. I don't know if you know it, right, Mali? So maybe even Mali might be a mentor, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, so in case you're looking for one, that might be a place where you can look for mentors and then select the areas or expertise that you could be interested in. And I think the founder of mentorme.org is actually also female, right? Right. Yeah. 
right. Um, what about you? You are in the team of two guys. Uh, how do you deal with conflicts? Do you have conflicts? I think we all have conflicts, probably. How do you deal with that? Yeah, um, so Where of course, uh, we are three different personalities, so and we all have three different ideas most of the times. I mean, we have the same goal, but then we still have different ideas how to get there. So um, sometimes one person just says, okay, let's do this and that, and then the other two are either on the same boat and say, yeah, that sounds great, let's do it. Or we say, okay, no, let's not lose focus. So sometimes we have really hard discussions on like where we need want to go next. And then we just sit down, everyone has their own opinion, and we try to understand the other person. Why, why do you feel like this? Why do you think this is now the most important thing? And then yeah, either we convince the one person who had the idea, or the other person convinces us, and then it's like, a democracy most of the times also like when two people say yes that's great let's do it and one person is not so convinced then we still go for it because two people were convinced or yeah but most of the times we are actually then on the same level because one so a very convinced. young democratic theme yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, do you have an experience in uh, dealing with conflicts in the co-founder team you both I just wanted to say, uh, apropos democratic decisions, that's actually the benefit of founding three people versus two, because um, you will always be able to take democratic decisions in, in, in case there is a conflict. Um, founder conflicts, yes, of course, everyone has them, uh, I'm sure, yeah. It's like, uh, it's, it's worse than a marriage, I would say. <laughs> you see each other eight hours every day and it's, um, there's no way to cuddle yourself out of a conflict or anything. So um, my advice would be to, again, find a mentor on this, even a coach. We did this very early on and that was a big help so that we could talk about um, our disagreements but also personal stuff um, early on. Um, also as a preventive measure, not first when there is conflict. And um, that's a strong advice I would have for everyone. It's not being prioritized a lot because sometimes it costs money, but it's really worthwhile because uh, if the team works or functions properly, that's, um, that's a huge factor in uh, making a successful business. Yeah. Would you like to add something? Uh, you have a mic here, you okay. can grab this one. Um, I can add that running business with men versus running business with women, it's very different. Um, I would, my best tip will be that you have to keep your team diverse, uh, not only women, not only men, um, super diverse because people have different idea, different vision, different background, and eventually you can hit much more, um, I would say, target audience smarter, faster, and not think that you know how to deliver to people that they are not in your, you know, um, um, natural surrounding. Um, and um, if you have people in the team that understand the culture better, you will probably do a better job. Yeah, thank you. Um, you already um, mentioned that both of you are mothers, right? And... Um, do you think, um, what, what is your experience? Is there, is, do you think it's more advantageous uh, to be mother and be entrepreneur uh, than actually be mother and be in corporate? And how do you deal with your work-life balance? Maybe for you, then there is um, the question, the second question is the relevant. How do you deal with work-life balance? 
do you think it's important to take time off and not just focusing on startup? Um, yeah, I actually think so, and I like because I know that I will not be able to do anything for myself in the evening because after a full day in the office, I'm tired and also just want to go to sleep. So I go to a gym in the mornings, for example, and it helps me a lot to like go through the day. And then, um, yeah, I talk to my family a lot. I talk to my friends a lot, and this is then what is my work-life balance. Yeah. Thank you. I think we have very limited time, so maybe you can ask my question about motherhood answer there's no life career balance I t I will be very honest there's nothing like that don't believe any lie there is a great combination and for each one of us it's different there's no balance they're always priced I'm here in the weekend my kids are at home this is already not a balance okay but this is a decision this is a priority and I always said to every woman on earth, pick up the right partner. Because without the right partner, you cannot do it. You just cannot do it. Stick for a job, I don't know, just don't go for the risk. But if you have the right surrounding, you have the right partner, there will be a good combination. There's no balance. I think if I were a teacher with a, like a high-security, well-paid job and then would be pregnant, it would be super easy. I would take a year off, be paid by the government and have the greatest work-life balance ever. But that's not me. So I think it's a very personal decision that you have to take. And uh, the pros of being a founder is that it actually leads, leads to a lot of flexibility. So you're your own boss. That creates a lot of pressure and work, of course, never stops. But um, you can take some times off in the mornings, uh, whereas the teacher would have to meet at a certain time at the school. So I would say there's always uh, pros and cons for each side. And it's like you need to find something that fits your own personality, I would say. Yeah. Thank you. Do we have some time for questions? Yeah, yeah. Do we have any questions from the audience? Yes, please. I actually do have a question. So I guess you've like a face like this moment, like very, very dark moments where everything seems to fall apart. Is there a ritual or anything that you can share? Like, is there anything crazy that you do? Like just to like keep your head in the place? Well, I don't know if the question is like, how For example, you, I talked to the mirror. How do you deal mirror. with challenging like uh, situations and struggles? Is, is that the question that yeah, you want to ask? Yeah, how you like how you yeah face okay. cope with that uh, kind of how you survive? Uh, yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah how you survive. That's the correct tone. Okay. How you survive? <laughs> so actually, my last year was extremely challenging. Um, so my business was going extremely bad, and I thought I would have to close the company because. We literally <laughs> had no progress in sales. So that's it's extremely hard to keep yourself motivated if you're like, why am I spending 12 hours a day if there's no increase in sales, you know? Um, and then what really helped me a lot is to be on, again, like a mentoring kind of um, seminar. It co was called the Change Maker Exchange. And we talked about, like, we just played through what would be the worst thing to happen if I would have to shut down my company. And that really helped because it's not that bad. If you shut down a company, okay, okay, it's bad, but it's not the end of the world. 
And I think thinking things through until the very end sometimes helps and to look at what's the worst that can actually happen and what would I do then? And that helped me personally. And then somehow this year it all started to get better and it's uh, growing and I'm happy. But I was very, very close to like getting extremely frustrated and I was very afraid of, because I didn't know what to do. What, what, how do you close a company? I have no idea. So all these unknown things, you know, you can get very afraid of at night. My grandmother always says that a little kind of tree stick becomes a snake at night. Mm -hmm. You know, the problems become so big, so you, s you are like, you're worrying and worrying. And then finding information about the worst case scenario, what can actually happen, I think that that's, that helped me a lot, yeah. How do you survive the rainy days? Um, I have to tell you that this... No, no, no please finish. <laughs> I have to... T <laughs> I'm the bad guy here. I mean, I hate no, no, to, good, to good, end good. this really fast. To answer no, 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 to answer. I'm okay. just saying. So um, there's no one uh, s solution for this. I have a lot of friends that are doing yoga. I just don't know how to shut down myself. So it's not talking, not even gym, yoga, whatever, all these names. It just not doesn't work. Um, but I learned that I sometimes need to look at my kids and I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's giving me a lot of energy. They are very proud, so I need to continue because, oh my God, if they are not proud, so who the hell should be proud? Um, the other things that I learned is that I live in the Kufelstadam. I'm lucky because it's a very, very long street. <laughs> so I just put my s shoes, you know, sport shoes, and starting to breathe. I'm just going alone, and it's unbelievable cleaning my head. It's just, I don't know, all the answers are coming. One hour, two hours, it's just magic. Let's just uh, have you, how do you survive? Yeah, so I usually talk to people and then they calm me down again. So if I'm really anxious and I don't know what to do, then I talk to people and then they usually bring me back to the base and I realize that it's actually not as bad as it is in my mind. And yeah, that's how I deal with it. That's what makes things very big. And I think we are all staying for a few minutes here longer. So if you have some more questions, you can come up to us. And I think we need to finish because of this bad guy. I apologize. The it's the man telling the women not to speak. It's mansplaining here. No, no, this was a fascinating panel. Thank you so much. I'm sure you've inspired You're many welcome. women here. And I hope also some men can come to you uh, to, to ask you to be mentors, maybe. It doesn't have to be. I just need to make one comment and I allow myself because I have a microphone connected to my ear. As a feminist man, I always have a problem when women are being asked about their uh, work-life balance because I think nobody would ask that question to a man. So how, I want to hear a man that, who's being yeah. asked, how do you manage with kids? How do you have a career and you have kids? Maybe it's exactly the same. Maybe you so next time, yeah. So next time when you're doing the panel with men, you have to include this question. Absolutely. Or you, you shall, shall invite me, and then we'll ask this question. Okay? No, no, absolutely. It's, it's not against. Yeah, I think it's a very important that we need to break that. It's not about women raising children. It's about families. So. Absolutely. Yeah. With that. Yeah, we agree with that. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Global's podcast series. Music and production by Dirk Jacobs and 52 Degrees North Studio.